Welcome back to another episode of the Hoodie and the Headband Podcast show. I'm your co-host, Bryce Warner. I'm your co-host, Tariq Dow. Tariq, my boy. How you doing, my man? I'm doing good, bro. I had a good week. Uh, every time we do this, I forget what I did over the week. Actually, I don't really think I did that much. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think I did that much. Okay, okay. Work, went home, relaxed. Uh, that's pretty much it. Watch some sports. Something bad the Washington lost again. Shocker. Boston sucks. Um, they do. But hey, man, my college team, they always can come through for me. Okay. So, college season started with straight. Yeah, Heat yeah. come back, we good. You know, things are looking up in the sports season. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure. So, I'm straight. He's getting close to me. I'm good, man. I, hey. Shout out to my J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Got that dub today on the Steelers, baby. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is back. Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Nice. Hey, Sauce. Sauce Gardner, baby. And so. Deontay Johnson didn't he? Huh? Deontay Johnson cooking? No. Deontay Johnson. Listen. Oh, yeah. he. Deontay yeah. Johnson had, like, two receptions uh, today, bro. Where? Like, I'm I'm mean, I, 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 I looked at the box score. I traded him for Deontay or uh, for Jamar Chase and uh, Dynasty. I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did. I mean, he shut down Jamar Chase too. Yeah, so Deontay Johnson had two receptions for 11 yards and four targets. Oh, yeah, he got clapped up. Hey, Sauce Island. This is rookie year. That's crazy. Sauce Island. You like that. But anyways, um, shout out to my Jets. Uh, I had a good week. Week was cool. Um, trying to think of anything interesting that happened. I don't know. I was man, no. Nah. Let me tell you something. So I got called up play one on one, and I, <laughs> I got called up. I, I I received the text from my boy, right? So this little gym that we go to, like not really a gym, it's like really just like this group of people we run with, whatever. And my boy hit me up. Shout out to Son. Son hit me up, and was like, "Yo, bro, them boys saying such as can beat you one on one." I'm like, "Nah, y'all boy tripping." I was like, "Nah, that's crazy." He said, "They they setting our boy up." <laughs> Bro, he told me that, and I was off that day. Dog, best believe I was I was getting ready. I pull up strictly business, bro. I'm like, I stretch and everything. Check up. We played a seven. I won seven two. No, I won eight two actually, because I hit a three at the end. And then I proceed to cook in the full court Yankee play. You're silly yourself. And you know how to do, bro. You know, you know how to, bro. I had to, I had, hey, beat up ain't no scrub, bro. To this Talk. day. Talk to this him. day. You all right? <laughs> Anyways, man, beat up ain't no scrub. You know the vibes. Um, but yeah, nah, week was good. Um, Hurricane Ian hit, but um, be good. Ain't nobody scared of nobody named Ian. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was waiting to say that though. But yeah, no, nah, nobody named Ian ever put fear in my heart. Ian you, nobody, nobody named Ian put fair in my heart. 
So I was prepared. We was like, I'm chilling. I mean, we ain't really, we ain't never evacuate for no hurricane. Man, if you in Charleston, you don't evacuate for a hurricane unless it's like Hugo size or whatever. It was no hurricane big enough to evacuate the last couple of years. But lost power for a little bit. Um, got it back. And yeah. But no, I'm good, man. I'm good. Can't complain about much. Well, I ain't got nothing to complain about. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's get into today's topic. You see the title. This is part one. A part. No, this is part one of three in terms of our NBA top 50. Now, this is taking us some time to get done. Sometimes. Shit is hard. Oh my gosh, bro! And y'all still gonna be mad at us when we when we give y'all this list. I know y'all are. Oh, why such hard, such this bro. low? Why such and such this high? Oh, and I to, put real thought into this shit, bro. You said what? I put real thought into this shit, bro. So did I. I'm over here looking up stats, looking at impact, looking at whatever, man. Um, I was watching highlights from last season. Bro, I, I think I don't think I prepared for a podcast more than I prepared for this one. And I know Tariq gets me for not preparing for podcasts, but I made sure I had to prepare for this one. But no, nah, it's uh so we yeah, we're gonna give you guys our top fifties. Um I said fifties plural because we have two different top fifties. We thought of doing one complete hoodie and headband top fifty. Froze. Do, 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 do. All right, we thought of doing one um, concise, cohesive top fifty, but um, we was like, nah, let's do two separate ones. Then we can just talk about it while we got whatever. So that's what we're doing here, all right? So this episode, uh, fifty to thirty-five, right? I'm gonna let Tariq start first. Who I got at number fifty? Yeah. Got Jaron Jackson Jr. Okay. I originally got Sabonis, but then I was looking back through this and I was like, "There's no way Jaron Jackson Jr." My my thought process was there's no way that the Grizzlies were a two seed last year and it'll probably be a high seed again this year, and only Jaws top it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I agree. And JJJ could have won Defensive Player of the Year last year. Had a very good year. Um, was pretty healthy, relatively healthy. Could miss a bit of this season, so that's probably part of the reason why I didn't have him on the on the on the list originally. So if you take that into account, I can see why people may not have him on their list, just because we don't know exactly when he'll be back, unless I look up and see. But he averaged sixteen and five last year. Um, Pretty sure he led the league in blocks, so I don't know. I just couldn't. I just couldn't leave him off the list. Mm, I feel that. Yeah, I got Jaron Jackson Jr. at fifty as well. Um, we talked about this pre-show. Um, I for a lot of the same reasons. I feel Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be one of the better bigs in the league next couple of seasons. He's already, you know, he's already been um on a trajectory to do so. Uh, if he plays a little smarter, I feel, 
don't foul as much. It's more effective offensively. He he'll be that guy. He'll be that number two that the Grizzlies need. That one two punch, if I might say. But um, they're good. Grizzlies are good. I like the Grizzlies. Like I enjoy watching them last year. They're a good, great young team. And I think this will be a year where Jaron Jackson Jr. takes a leap. I agree. And oh, for reference, for reference, before we further go through this list. We both based this list off performance last season, impact on team success, and projection on performance this season slash their potential. And that's how you both based it. And, like, that was even – like, I wrote that down in terms of whenever I was coming up my list. And then Tariq just thought the same way. Like, I told him how I went about my list. He was like, oh, I did the same thing for mine. I'm like, all right, cool. All right. Yep. So, yeah, Jaron Jackson Jr. at 50. Um, 49. Um, I got I got Drew Holiday 49, which I think is low. But I don't know. It's just I feel like you get to the point where some of the youngest are surpassing Drew in some ways. You know, I feel like it's it's one of those type things. Drew Holiday's still a good pro. Don't get me wrong. He was a good vet. But it's like I feel like you gotta make room for I don't know. I don't know. It just I feel like the other players I have ahead of him, at least in like his range, I feel like they'll have better seasons than him because they're in better. They're like number one or number two on their team, maybe number three. Because see, Drew Holiday is like what third option on his team. Yeah, third option on his team. Other guys that got ahead of him are first, second options on their teams. Yeah, um, I can see why he's there. Originally, when we when we were bringing up our list pre-show, he said he had him at like forty-five, and I was like, God damn, because I thought I had originally I had Drew Holiday at twenty-eight. Which is crazy now that we go back and like our first time doing these lists was crazy, yeah. And then we polished it for the show, so yes, because originally I had Herb Jones at forty eight, just so y'all know. And Herb Jones is not <laughs> no longer on either of our list. <laughs> he was never on mine, but okay, yeah. So I understand why Drew is a little lower down. His stats aren't eye popping. Yeah. And I want to say, like, the way he played when Chris Middleton went out in the playoffs hinders him a little bit just because we saw that he wasn't, you know, really able to put his emphasis on the offensive end of the ball. Um, like, I don't know, man. It just – we just expected more from him in the playoffs um, this past year, and it just didn't really click, didn't really happen when they really needed him to step up. So that's why I have him at 40. Well, I don't have – I have him a little higher than he does, but I understand why he has him at 49. At 49, I have Russell Westbrook. And I, I, I think it's disrespectful. Okay, I don't I don't hate Russell Westbrook. I'm not – I'm a fan of Russell Westbrook. Shame on you, man. I don't think his God, season think- was as bad as people made it out to be last year. But I can't look at my – List and justify putting certain players over him. 
or putting him over certain players. Um, yeah, I just can't. I don't know. I I still don't. I'm still not sure about the fit with LeBron and AD. I think I I think they'll definitely be better this year, but I'm not sure how the fit helps him individually. I know Darvin Ham has like a better offensive system than Frank Vogel. He's got more um, things planned for Russ and him playing with Giannis Antetokounmpo probably helps um, coach a Russell Westbrook. But based off of what I seen last year and not being able to really predict this year, I got to put him at 49. I got Russ a little higher. Russ was at much higher, but not because I believe in Russ. All right. Like I said, I believe that Russell have a better season this season. I be I feel like I don't know why I got faith in LA. Like I feel I just don't think they'll struggle again because everybody's coming back as one. You know, Braun coming back for year twenty, AD coming back, Westbrook's coming back. They improved their team a little bit. I don't think we see them struggle the way they did and miss the playoffs. And I feel like part of that is Russell Westbrook coming down a little bit. And then figuring things out, you know, they had all off season to talk. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure they talk. All right, I know everybody like Westbrook really gets a bad rap, bro, for one bad season. But even before that, though, there was like Westbrook's not a winning player. Westbrook can't do this. Westbrook can't do that. But he shows us time after time that he can do it. And he's credible of doing it. Like he's capable of doing it. It's just the league is so good, and he hasn't really been on championship caliber teams the last couple of seasons. Think that team in Washington was getting a championship? No. Houston? Houston. No. Wasn't enough. Okay. He still see. had 18, 7, and 7. I mean, it wasn't his best year by far, but it wasn't his worst either. And it was better than some people in the league. Still. Now, his shooting splits are terrible from this past season, but. Him being the number one option to being, what, number two or three option last year? Playing with LeBron is an adjustment. Yes. Yes. He didn't even get to make that adjustment because they didn't play enough together. Mm-hmm. You see, Westbrook played how many games? Westbrook played and started in 78 games. I think LeBron played in much less than that. You, let's see, how many games LeBron played in last year? 56. I was going to say, he definitely played less games, not together. Anyways, all right, moving on. Where are we at? 48? Yeah. 48, I got Draymond Green. I can't leave Draymond. I feel like I can't leave Draymond off this list. He's all-star. He was selected to be an all-star last year, right? So that to be an all-star last year, had a great impact defensively in the in the uh finals this year. And just in general, you know. Uh I just don't think that you can say that Draymond Green is not a top 50 player in this league. Well, I'm gonna have to disagree with that because he's not on my list. Um in the playoffs and in the finals, he struggled up until game six. It wasn't mm-hmm. looking good. I think Draymond, one of Draymond's issues that I have noticed personally, I don't know if it actually is a thing. I just feel like 
he's lacked motivation to get better as a player. And that, that's not saying that he's not a good player. He's not a great player. He is. But he was able to shoot the three ball at a good clip. And just like not that long ago. And now it's like he doesn't even look at the ball, doesn't even look at the rim. Like he gets the ball and he just turns and looks the other way. And a lot of times, like, yes, it helps the team. There's a lot of times where it hinders. Um, and the thing for me is, like, he averaged seven, seven, and seven last year. That's not – those are very those are very good numbers. Another thing for me is he didn't have – I just don't feel like he had a real impact when Stephen Clay was on. And that that kind of that kind of has a hmm, that puts like a cloud over my outlook of him, and I just feel like he him winning the championship this year gives him less reason to have motivation to be better. Um, because when you win, it's like all right, I got that validation, and I think he has some motivation to win this year because he knew Clay was coming back, and you know you never know how long you got left. It's like, oh, we need to get one without KD, that type of thing. And then you get to it, and it's, you know, you win. You're like, all right, let me celebrate. And you go on vacation, and then you come back. And he's been doing a bunch of stuff this offseason. I just don't think that he's going to, you know, really – I don't think he really put the, the time and work in that he needed to. I just don't feel like he, he would. Because, I mean, at, his, at this point in his career, why would he, you know? Why would you try to get better at shooting the ball? Um, and that's everything. Like, he shot 29% from three last year. His best year is – his best year shooting the three was in 2016. He shot 38. Since then, he shot 30% or below from three. Last year, he shot 52% uh, from the field. Before that, he shot 44, 38, 44, 45. Like, we know who he is as a player. He's a very impactful player, but I don't think he's a top 50. So, who you got at 48? At 48? Okay, I've been going back and forth on this. Mm-hmm. I had Jamal Murray, then I switched to Kelly. Mm-hmm. Now I'm switching back to Jamal. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Jamal Murray because of I, – I moved off him because I wasn't sure how he was going to play – coming off an injury, but he had a year, he had extra months off. I think that helps him. But he's yet to be an all-star. So I can't put him too high. But I don't want to leave him off the list. Um, he's a dynamic scorer. He's a, a willing playmaker. He's a great number two to Jokic. Um, I think him and Michael Porter uh, Michael Porter Jr. coming back to really help out the team in a big way. I think they have a chance to go to the Western Conference Finals. And if he's at his best, they have a chance to win the championship. Um, his talent speaks for itself. It just needs to be seen consistently, and he needs to stay healthy. That's it. Yeah, I don't have him on my list for some of those reasons. Um Bubba Jamar Murray was crazy, right? But then came back, 
had a pretty solid season. Like as you mentioned, he wasn't an All Star next season. Um, got hurt towards the end of the season, and now coming back. Um, he definitely has All Star potential. Still very very young in his career, but I don't know. He's in my honorable mentions, and we're getting to that towards the end of the show. Yeah, a lot of honorable mentions. But yeah, so I just got. Hmm. Yeah, I have my honorable mention because, like I said, he has all star potential. He can make a leap and just be great. But he missed a year, so I think that's why he's not on this list because he missed a year. Had he played last year, yeah, we can debate about him being on this list. Probably being in like the thirty to forty range, you know, based on how good the year was. But due to injury, due to just the lack of accomplishments and just a lack of impact that he's had, I feel. I don't know. Like I said, it was Bubble. Bubble was good. Bubble was great, whatever. Great performances in a bubble, but he hasn't done nearly as that afterwards. So. All right. Fair. Um, 47. Me? Yeah, we got 47. Okay, so we... Originally, completely forgot about bro. Um, literally, that like we're human, huh? I, I said that happens. We're human. Oh no, facts. So, a couple minutes before we we started the show, I was like, "Yo, we missing somebody," and it was DeAndre Eight. And it's really hard to rank him because he's the third option, and he doesn't really get to get those those big man touches that Cat and B. Jokic, even Bam, they mm-hmm. get to get, right? And he still ends up averaging 17 and 10. So if you imagine, like, it's like kind of like imagine if he was the first option on the team, you'd think he could average like 23 and 13 or something like that. Um, and it's hard to not put him in the top 50 just because he's a plus defender. He's a really good offensive player. He's good at rim running. He's good at posting up. He's good at the mid-range. Um, logs, he can do everything on the court that you ask for a big man to do in today's age um, of basketball, and I just think he could be higher, but due to you know the lack of opportunity that he has, the lack of volume, I think goes to he, he falls to forty seven. Yeah, I got eight and a little higher on my list, um, just because I think that, I don't know, it's just a little more upside um, compared to the other players that I have below him. Um, he's a hell of a player. He, um, a lot of things to mentioned is, um, no, a lot of the same reasons that I got him where I got on my list as well. Um, he's really sought after. The Pacers do a big deal at him, and the Sun matched it right away. I know when uh, which call it. No, when KD trade rumors were brought about, um, that was a name people were talking about him being part of. And I mean, hey, if the KD trade happened and Aiden was a was a net, I wouldn't be mad at that. I mean, that's already a instant um, upgrade and is one that could help you out, like short term as well as long term because he's still young in his career as well. He's only been in the league like. Not even five seasons yet, has it? Has it? 
Is he coming up on his fifth year? It should be year five. He was drafted. It'd be year five. Yeah, because I know he was like drafted like 2017, 2018 ish. 2018. 2018. So, one pick. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I know, you know, Aiden's a good player. Like I said, a lot of upside to him. Um, another thing that has me a little worried is like I feel like Phoenix will <clears throat> Phoenix will be a little worse this year. Yeah, I don't think they fall off a cliff. No, <clears throat> I think they're closer to the play-in than they are to a top two seed. Yeah, I see them drop into like five or six this year because <clears throat> I feel like I don't. Wouldn't be surprised if they're like a fifth or sixth seed. I think the loss last year really demoralized their their morale as a team. Yeah. Um, and the fact that Monty Williams said he hasn't talked to a lot of the players on the team, specifically DeAndre Ayton, since that since Game Seven. No, I didn't talk to him. Bothers me a little bit. Um, yeah, no, that's a fact. So that that is another reason that I have him a little lower on this list because he could end up getting traded. <sighs> All right, what do you say after he, he he might end up getting traded? Um, I said he could end up getting traded and being able to show his full talent and potential. Yeah. I mean, he can get traded after Jan- like in January. Yeah, because I mean, he Sonics and whatever, so he can't get traded right away until January. But mm-hmm. yeah, but um, I know. I mean, the way things looking in Brooklyn, I see that KD trade trade talks is completely off the table. They're not really looking for anything anymore. Kyrie trade talks off the table, so I know Brooklyn's not going to be a team to try to go after him. Um, trying to think of what team which I got them. The Knicks should probably go after him. The Knicks should probably go after everybody. All right, it's the Knicks. The Knicks suck. <laughs> Damn. Oh man. Anyways, um, forty-seven though. I got Evan Mobley. Um, probably still a little low, but I don't know. I just he was a rookie last year, man. I'm. I don't know. I'm. Not big on rating rookies high unless they're like generational talents, but I feel like Evan Mobley is part of this next generation when it comes to like best bigs. Like he'll be a top five big in the next five seasons, maybe. Think it'll take five seasons? Well, I'll say five seasons. He, I'll say within the next five seasons, he's a consensus top five big. Okay. Yeah. Cause all right, who who be top five right now? You got what? Jokic and Bead. Cat. Jokic and Bead, Cat. Bam. Bam. And I guess Aiden. Yeah, Aiden, Rudy. Um what Oh, I don't know why I didn't say Rudy. That's crazy. The physical player of the year. <laughs> it depends on where you have Anthony Davis. You have him at four or five. Yeah. Yeah, my four, then he doesn't count. Anthony should be a five, bro. He should play the five. He should play the five. No, I think Anthony Davis. I'll, I'll play Anthony Davis as a four because he's played four majority of his career. So that's what he wants to play. So. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, forty-six. Um, got 
got Tyrese Maxey. That boy nice. All right. I'm just leaving it at that. That boy nice. And he's under James. All right. He's under James Harden. And it's crazy that it's me, you know, bigging up James Harden here. But James, but James Harden is a great offensive player. All right. What he did in Houston was crazy and is not talked about a lot anymore. But what he did in Houston was crazy. All right. And if he can teach and show Maxi some of those things, and then even think about how, like, even think about now. The type of play that James Harden is now is different from the play that he was in Houston, obviously. You know, had a couple of injuries, so forced him to change the game up a little bit. But it's looking like Maxie probably going to be, like, third option in, in Philly. And a lot of – but that's going to be, like, a big third option. You know, like, I feel like James Harden is going to have a season close to what he had this year, you know. But I think that – Maxie's gonna improve a lot. Maxie's tough. He got it. He got he he got it in him. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. That's why I said he got it in him. Look, man, I ain't gonna lie. It's October. I am a different Bryce. All right. Not everybody got that dog in him, and not everybody is him. I came to that realization. All right. So I ain't gonna be barking all all, all, all season, and I ain't gonna be saying he's him all season. But I'm gonna say that boy nice and Tyrese Maxi is nice. So I got him at 46. 46, I got Drew Holiday. Um I think I think Bryce had him at 49. Yeah, I did. And originally I had Drew Holiday high. But like I stated earlier, I think it's just hard to put him over certain players that I think take either take leaps or already more accomplished as a number one guy on their on their team. So like a guy like I think people can look at it, look at a name and say De'Aaron Fox isn't better than Drew Holiday. But if you put De'Aaron Fox in Milwaukee and you put Drew Holiday in Sacramento, who benefits more? I think De'Aaron Fox does really well. I think he could do better in Milwaukee than Drew Holiday currently is. Not defensively, but I think he would add something different. You know what? I mean, you know, like you know what I'm saying? Like, um, CJ. Uh, you could argue, you could definitely argue Drew is better than CJ. But CJ showed up in the playoffs last year. Not to say that Drew Holiday didn't. I just think, I just think that. Drew Holiday needs to show us more offensively when it matters. He's a great defensive player. I would, I would, I would say he's the best perimeter player on the defensive end in the league. But there's more to that. If that, if that was the case, then we have Marcus Smart on the list, and neither of us have Marcus Smart on our list. Oh, he's no. a great the player, but he doesn't do enough on the offensive end for me to put him over some of these players that can either play on both ends or just elite on the offensive end. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's why I got Drew Holiday at 46. He's a great player, but there, there are players that are better. And I know people ain't going to like that, but that's just how I feel. Word. All right, um, 45. Got the other Tyrese, Mr. Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton, 45. 
Got him 45 because um no he's gonna have a bigger role in Indiana this year. Um he's tough. That boy nice, all right. That boy nice all all that boy nice first team. It's Tyrese Halliburton, he's on there. First team? That boy all right. Like I explained in the playoffs last year, that boy nice is for like the young guys, right? Like young first, second, third year guys that aren't like already looked at as being one of the best in their class or whatever, or best in whatever. Anyways, Tyrese Halliburton, nice. All right. He's a good player, has good potential. I just feel like it was, I feel like it was just good to put him here at first. First team, though? I got all right. I probably have to go and look through who will be a model. Better than Lamelo. Better than who? Lamelo. Oh no, never mind. Okay. Nah. And? Okay, no, he's not first seen. <laughs> <laughs> but he's on one of. He, all right, I, I, I guess I think that'd be yeah, fun. Jordan Poole, though. Ain't yeah. that better than Jordan Poole? I mean, Jordan Poole's on this list, honorable mention, but. Yeah. So Tyler Reese Halliburton is better than Jordan Poole. Yeah. It's more yeah. consistent in my opinion. Yeah. Like Jordan Poole's I like Jordan Poole. I, I I love his confidence and just like the way he plays the game of basketball. Oh shit, ball don't stop. But it's not consistent, it's not all the time. That's fact. He's like a I don't know. It's like a younger, light-skinned J.R. Smith. Nah, say what you said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. But Jordan Poole is good, but Tyrese Halliburton is better. I just feel like 45 is a good spot for Tyrese Halliburton. I got Tyrese Maxis at 45. Okay. Um, I think he's a very, a very good offensive player. He's efficient. He can play. He can play make. Um, it's gonna be hard for him to really, really show off because he's the third option. But I still think he's a top fifty player talent wise and production wise. Um, I don't think he'll be able to make an all star team as long as James Harden is the next guard on the team. But I think he'll be able to show like, hey, I'm the third guy, and it's like not even close. But it comes to him and Tobias Harris. Um, I'll be shocked if he doesn't. Um, Bryce already said a lot about him, so I don't really got to say too much. But Tyrese Maxey is that dude. I know what school he went to. That's all I got to say. All right. Uh, me, personally, 40. Where we at? 44? Yeah. Yeah, 44. 44, I have... DeAndre in 44. Um, we already spoke about DeAndre and no need to really go through it again. So, yeah. 44. Oh, 40. Tyrese. Your 40. Hmm? What's up? You said what was your 44? My, my 44. My number 44 is Tyrese Halliburton. Um, I I agree, like, earlier. Like, Tyrese Maxey and Tyrese Halliburton, I don't think the – the talent gap is wide. I don't think it's huge. I think if Tyrese Maxey had the opportunity in Indiana, I'd put him ahead of Tyrese Halliburton. 
Um, but I think Tyrese Halliburton is going to have the keys to the, to the car, to the house, whatever you want to call it. Um, keys to the whip. Keys to the whip. Whoosh, crazy. That's wild to say. That's wild to say. I need my jay go towards that. I'm thinking about a Range Rover. You over here thinking about those times. Now you're wild. Um, I'm thinking about a Range Rover you, or, or a boat. You think about something else. Keys to the boat. Niggas was put on the boat. Wild, bro. Okay, Dr. Umar. Fuck Dr. Umar. Hey, yo! (laughs) You know I don't fuck with him. I know this. That nigga put his mouth, put that nigga said something about Naomi Osaka and didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. That nigga's a bunch. Boy, no. It'd be right out there with white women acting like he don't. Can't stand All right, boy. bro. Let's get back because we got we got we got a lot of names to get through. All right. Basically, Tyrese Halliburton is gonna have the keys to the car. I think he averages close to 10 assists a game this year. Um he's gonna be playing with not like there's not a lot of dudes that are like on his team that's gonna be like, yo, I need the ball. Type shit. Uh, he's a good shooter. He can get to the basket. Um, I think he's gonna have a lot of confidence this year, knowing that he really has the opportunity to learn and grow through experience, making mistakes. Um, he's gonna be the go-to guy in the clutch. All those things is gonna help him in his development. Um, so I think forty-four is the right spot for him. All right, cool. Forty-three. Um. Got that boy out the Motor City. Talking Kate Cunningham. Kate is tough, bro. I feel like like he I know he had a rocky start when he when he debuted last year. Um, debuted when he made his debut last year. Tariq, I hate you. Anyways, I know he had a rocky start last season, but he slowly but surely picked it up and Became one of the more impressive rookies of the last last year's draft class. Um, I feel like he builds on that this season. They got a good thing going down there in, in Detroit. You know, they drafted Jaden Ivy, Jalen, um Jaden I- Ivy and Jalen Duran. <laughs> I freaking hate Siri, bro. Anyways. Um, I think Kate is gonna be tough. And I think the Pistons are gonna be interesting to watch. Got a good young squad. Um, playmaking ability is pretty tough. We all know that from his days in Oklahoma. Kate is tough. It's one on ones, so I got him forty three. Um, at forty three, I have Evan Mobley. Um, I think Evan Mobley is going to be one of the best defenders in the league again. Um, he'll be in the defensive player of the year conversation. Um, he's going to—he's a great defender, not just um, in the on the post, but in the perimeter and help um, switching, uh, much like a Bam type player defensively. Jaron Jackson as well, um, and I think his. Um, the fact that they have Donovan Mitchell now and they've got, like, real um, expectations put more national TV 
um, spotlight on him as a player. And I think that that increases his, um, you know, notoriety around the league. Um, I think his offense continues to grow. They don't necessarily need him to be like a 20-point-a-game scorer now that they have uh, a Donovan Mitchell still got Darius Garland um, and a Jared Allen who can, you know, catch lobs four or five a game, give you 12 to 14 points. If Mobley can give you 18 to 19, um, sometimes more depending on the matchup and efficient, um, it just continues to grow his game. Um, I think he'll he'll go up even higher on this list. But right now I got him at 43 going into his second season. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, 42, got my boy, Ben 10, Ben Simmons. Um, did not play at all last year. Um, did not play well the last time we seen him. But I got faith in my boy. I think Ben Simmons is going to do good in Brooklyn. This is but bias aside, bias aside, all right? I think Ben Simmons is going to do good in Brooklyn because of what Brooklyn has, like, for their team. They have two of the best scorers in the league, KD and Kyrie, and Ben is just going to have to get them the ball, find ways to get them open. And Ben is good. Ben is a good playmaker. Uh, they got other guys around him as well that's good. You know, um, try to think of who else. Joe Harris is back. So definitely going to see Ben and Joe Harris' connection. Um, they got shooters. Hey, Hassan, what's up? Anyways, Benson is gonna gonna ball out this year, man. Benson is gonna ball out this year. Uh, I I have a good feeling that Benson is gonna ball out. Hearing him on the JJ Reddit podcast, you know, help me help gain some faith in him. Help me gain some faith in him. Um, hearing him at media day, seeing just I don't know, just seeing him being involved with the team, and and, and just seeing him back out there. Looking like his old self again. You know, he was like, I feel, you know, he's like, he's like, I'm playing defense again. I got a block on DDJ. I'm like, dang, he got surprised he can block people. I mean, you were running out for defensive player of the year a couple years ago. I know that nigga not talking about David Duke Jr. Hey, DDJ got hots, bro. You seen the dunks he had? Oh, see the dunks he had last year. Ben got up there with him. But no, nah, I'm I'm excited to see Ben Simmons. That is nothing of note, bro. I'm excited to see Ben Simmons play again. And I am I have faith that Ben Simmons will play well. He will he will return to all-star level. Uh at 42, I got Scotty Barnes. Um I think there's a chance that he ends up being Toronto's best player by the end of the season. Um for sure. I think he's going to play a lot of point guard this year. He's going to show his versatility on offense and defense again. Um, I think he can guard one through five. I think he can play one through five offensively. Um, If his three-point shot gets any better, he's really going to be a problem for offenses and coaches, or uh, for defenses and coaches to try to stop. Um, I think he's a a good playmaker, um, a great finisher at the basket. He's going to be really effective defensively for a Raptors team that's basically playing all six nine players besides Fred being bleed. Um, and I'm I'm really high on him um, as an athlete, as a player. Um, I think by the end of the season, we might be talking about him being the best player on the team. 
Oh, for sure. I'm high on Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes is a good. He deserved rookie of the year last year, man. Um, it's a good rookie. That's why I have him a little higher on my list. But uh, yeah. So forty-one, Andrew Wiggins. That's why I have a forty-one. Damn, forty-one. I feel like that's kind of high. He was an all-star last year, and he played well in the finals. Andrew Wiggins balled out. But I may have Wiggins too high on this. But like I just said, he balled out last year. Hey man, that's what you see. That's what you see. Yeah. Um, forty-one. I got Kate Cunningham. Um, so as you can see, the, my last three was Mobley, Barnes, Cunningham. Um, and I just think Cunningham is going to have more opportunity than both of them, um, offensively with the ball in his hands. I think Killian Hayes is most likely coming off the bench this year, so that, that leaves. Kate Cunningham to have the ball in his hands as much as possible. Um, they're going to live and die with his decision-making, um, whether it's him, you know, deciding when to shoot the ball, when to pass the ball, when to get off, when to play off the ball, when to play on the ball. Um, I think he needs to be a little bit more efficient, and I think he will this year. Um, I think he'll be more um, – he'll be used to – NBA speed, NBA contact, NBA physicality, all of those things that you need to be um, aware of as a point guard. Um, and I think his size at the point guard spot is really going to help him out this year. Uh, I think the Pistons will be better than people expect, and that will help him, you know, climb, you know, top 50, top 40, top 25 lists um, as a player. Yeah. Um, I already got Kate Cunningham. I we talked about him. Had him at forty three. So yeah, uh, forty rookie of the year, Scotty Barnes. I like Scotty Barnes a lot. This is coming from me. I you those who know me know I do not like the Raptors at all. Not really, but Scotty Barnes. <laughs> Scotty Barnes is the truth, man. He's pretty good. Um, he adjusted to the pro game really fast, I feel. And was able to be a big impact for Toronto early on throughout the season. Um, hence why he won rookie of the year. He, I feel like he made the biggest impact on his team as a rookie and had Toronto and had Toronto in the position that they were. I mean, Toronto's also a good squad. You know, they got Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi. They got a good squad there, right? But Scotty Barnes was able to shine through, like, through all of that. You know, it became like a big big part of their, their offense. Well, not def- well, big, big part of their team. Big part of the team. Something I didn't mention about Scotty is his tenacity, his heart, his effort. Yes. That makes him that makes him different than a lot of other players that have similar talent or similar athleticism, but his tenacity, his want to be better, his want to win, I think is what will set him apart eventually from the players that are supposed to be close to him or that will be close to him in the future. Oh, yeah. Like, when they played against Brooklyn, the times that, uh, the times that they played against Brooklyn this year, Scotty right Barnes gave them trouble off the rip. 
right out of Keaton's hands. Off the rip. This was like early in the game. I'm like, oh my gosh. I was like, dang, Scotty Barnes is tough. What the heck? Not afraid to go up against one of the top five guys in the league in Kevin Durant. Top five? No, let me stop. We'll talk about that in part three, but consensus uh, of last year, he's he was top five because people was arguing that Katie was number one. Yeah, yeah. So living on at forty. I think I'm cool with Scotty Barnes at forty. At forty, I got Ben Simmons. Um, I think his defensive ability. Alone, could put him on this list, and then his playmaking just make sure that he's solidified on this list. Um, no, we haven't seen him in a year, but the way that he can pass the ball, but he can defend one through five at, at six nine, is just a different ability that not every player has, not a lot of players have. Uh, I I could really only name like four, maybe maybe four players that can defend the way he does. Um, he's he's going to add a lot to a Brooklyn team who is really struggling to find defensive players the last two seasons. Um, I think he opens up so much for Brooklyn on offense and defense. And I think uh, listening to him on the J.J. Reddick podcast, like you mentioned, um, I think this past couple of months he was able to really reflect on what he did wrong, what the, other, what the other organization did wrong, what he could have done better, what they could have done better. And I think that'll help him in this situation. Um, and he, hopefully he's doing well mentally and hopefully um, this organization does right by him and sticks by him, even when he struggles, even if he struggles. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good situation for him in Brooklyn, man. They're already behind him. Um <laughs> it's funny throughout the off season, you saw that he was hanging out with like management and stuff throughout the year. Like he's getting well acquainted with the organization. They're open. They're welcoming welcoming him with open arms. Um, and you can't wait to see Ben Ten in action. Um, I'm gonna need to see my boy hit a hee hee one time, a couple times throughout the season. Need a couple hee hees. I need it, Ben. I need it. All right. Um, 39. We're going through this kind of fast. Not going to lie. Uh, um, I'll go. CJ McCollum. That's funny. Why is that? That's where I got him. I got, him at 30. I got CJ at 39. You got CJ at 39? Yep. We got a couple of these where we got same guy, same place, unplanned. Um, but yeah, so CJ at 39, I think CJ is tough, man. We saw in the playoffs last year how he performed, you know, and the Pelicans are going to be a good team, you know, with Zion coming back, CJ and Brandon Ingram there. They're going to be a good team. I feel like they can make the playoffs again. Oh, for sure. Um, CJ is one of the best mid-range shooters 
uh, off the dribble scores in the league. Um, he can play the pick and roll, which is a is a dynamic score. This is a player that uh, New Orleans needs. Um, Brandon Ingram, obviously, he can score. Zion can score. So has that guy on the perimeter that can do everything that the elite players can do um, really helps you. If CJ was able to play plus plus defense, not not plus plus, just plus defense, he would be a top 25 player, I feel like. Because he has a lot of cap- – he's, he's very capable on the offensive end of being your best offensive player, being the offensive engine of a team. But it, his defense just isn't there. And I think that is going to continue to hinder him. It's very Bradley Beal-like, um, which is why they're close in my rankings. Um, like both of them are very talented, very talented on the offensive end, very talented scorers. But there are things that set them back in the defense, one of those things. Um, I think they'll make the playoffs again this year. I think they'll be a much better team this year with Zion looking healthy, um, feeling healthy, Brandon Ingram with full confidence off his playoff run. CJ had a great playoff, a great playoff run as well. Um, and I'm pretty sure he just got an extension, if I'm not mistaken, um, from New Orleans. So I think he'll have a really good season. Um, they couldn't end up being higher on this list. Actually. He did just get paid. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, big old bag. Um, all right, thirty-eight. I got Russell Westbrook at thirty-eight. Cause I know he had a bad season according to y'all, but I don't think it was that bad. I don't know. Like I said, we we talked about Russell Westbrook early on in the show. Cause Tariq had him at what forty something, forty-eight, forty-nine. I had him at 49, yeah. Disrespectful. Not even. Disrespectful. And 2K disrespectful, too. They they had Westbrook rated at, like, a 70 last season. Which is low-key. It was, like, a 73. I'm like, what? When I'm at 73. I was like, bro, no. Nah. Westbrook at least at 80. 85. I don't know. Like, but we, yeah. So, Westbrook didn't have the season, quite the season that we're normally used to seeing Russell, Russell Westbrook have. Um... But I think that changes this year, being that he's had a year in L.A. He's, you know, comfortable and everything. Instead of bouncing from team to team, he like the last, what, two, three seasons before L.A.? Bouncing from Houston to Washington to now L.A. He's in L.A. for a second season now. So I think he'll make the most of it. Because I don't think L.A. wants to have another season like they had last year. No. Going from championship, what, a, a season ago? What, what was that, 2020? 2020, going from a championship two years Double ago. Year. To not making the playoffs? It's no bueno. Um, yeah, that was your 39? No, 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 that was your 38. 30. 38, I got the Air Fox. Um. Officially wise, he had a down year. Uh, he was really on the climb to being one of the best players. I wouldn't say one of the best players in the league because he wouldn't have been top ten. Um, but he was on he was on his way to being a top twenty player in this league, I believe. And I bet uh, high on De'Aaron Fox since he came out of college. Obviously, he played for my favorite team. Um, and uh, I think he he had a really good first couple of seasons. 
I think last year was a little bit of a struggle for him, just um, just out of the gate, really, um, just struggling shooting the ball. Um, but I think as time went on, he got a little bit better. He figured out things. Um, and he didn't shoot as bad as, as, as people would believe because I think there was just more expectations on him this year. Um, in his third year, he averaged 21 points. Um and shot forty eight percent from the field last uh, two seasons ago. He shot, he made twenty, he averaged twenty five points and shot forty seven percent from the field. And then last year he, he shot or he averaged twenty three points and shot forty seven percent from the field. Um, the one thing that he's really struggled with in his career is his three point shooting. If he can add that to his game, he's going to be a very very dynamic player. Um, his assists went down. His turnovers about the same. Bills didn't really go up. They were around the same, which was still just a shade under one and a half. Um, so he didn't play as bad as people would make it seem. He he struggled out of the gate, but he he turned it around. He didn't play as many games as you would like as your you know your best player, and that's been an issue for him. He's played 51, 58, 59 games. Um, and in 2020, I think 58 was not too bad because of the bubble. Um but 59 out of 82 isn't going to get it done as you're, if you're the franchise player. So um, I think he has a, a bounce back season, if that's what you want to call it. I think he has a bounce back season and he'll end up higher on this list next year. Yeah, uh, I got him at 37. So moving right on. So I got De'Aaron Fox at 37. De'Aaron Fox has been one of the better young guards. He's just in Sacramento. I feel like if he was on any other team in the league, he'd be looked at as better. But the fact that he's in Sacramento just has people sleeping on him. Same with other players for Sacramento. That's why it was easy for me to grab Rashawn Holmes at Fantasy a couple years ago. And he provided a lot of good points for me. And I won the championship. But, yeah, people sleep on the good that they have in um, Sacramento. And I feel like De'Aaron Fox is their best player. So... Yeah, he still got some time, but I mean, I feel like if he, I feel like if the Kings can turn it around, maybe move up in the standings from where they were at last year, more odds would be on the Air Fox. But he's still a tough guard. He's good. His speed is going to be a problem for anybody. It doesn't matter. But oh, sure, he just got to get that John Wall. Mindset of using his speed, using his speed to his advantage, not being fast all the time, but using his speed, using his acceleration. Yeah, you don't always have to use speed; you can use acceleration. Mm-hmm. If you're jogging up the court, they're gonna be like, all right, all right, he's slowing it down, and then boom, right past. John Wall has done that for so many years. After his first couple of years, it's just fast, 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 fast. Yeah, and that's one. That Westbrook has struggled with. If De'Aaron Fox can learn that now, it'll be huge for his his progression as a point guard. Um, thirty seven. I have Fred VanVleet, uh, Freddie with the Tuli. If you follow me on Twitter, you know what I mean. Um, the boy be shooting. Um, I think he. I think. 
unfortunately, I feel like he can fall off this list next year. But based off of last year being an all-star, um, it was hard to leave him off the list. Um, he might be a little high, but I think it's a fair a fair spot. Um, he played a lot of minutes last year. If any, um, but he can do everything on the offensive end. Um, a very good defender for his size. Um, a point guard that anybody would want on their team. I just I love Fred Van as a player. I love his game. I remember watching him at Wichita State with Ron Baker and him. Um, yeah, I just really enjoy his game. So he's a thirty-seven for me. Okay. Uh, 36. I hope I forgot somebody. 36. I got my boy, Shea Gilgis, Alexander. Too low. Too low? Too low. I don't know, man. Maybe because it's because he's in OKC. That's just because he's in OKC, I mean, you shouldn't be paying attention. I know. Put him on your league pass. Hey, is a one of the better young guards in the league. Um, and he's also probably best dressed in the league. I'm not even on cap. Put him on your league pass. Like that, like that has anything to do with this, but let's look at his numbers yeah. from last season. He yeah. averaged 25, I mean, you know, 24.5 points a game, five rebounds, and close to six assists. I think that's pretty good for what. Third year, four year guard, fourth year guard. Yep. We played 56 games last year, started all of them. I mean, I don't know. He's the best player on their team. Um, Chet is hurt. So that would make him he the, best, be the player. best player if Chet wasn't hurt. Yeah, that's the fact. Though. That's that. That's that's yeah. There's no rookies on this list, by the way. There's no oh, rookies on this list. That's what you said. That. Okay. Well, let me rephrase myself. He's the best player on the team. And he's going to be looked at a lot. He's going to be looked at for production a lot due to Chet being out. Um, And I, he's definitely the piece that they're probably going to try and build around or build with, you know, days. Uh, looks like OKC sees him as a long-term piece. Because if not, he wouldn't, have been, he wouldn't have been in OKC, I don't think. I think they would have traded him for more something else. All that trading they do there. But yeah, Shea Gill just one of the toughest young guards in the league. I feel like he'll have a good season this year. 36. I'm not giving this dude no props. Chris Paul. <laughs> y'all, y'all heard my rant last year. Oh, man. In fact, I wrote down the fake CP3. So, wow. Yeah, so we can move on. 35. Hey, no, he was getting called CP3 first, right? And so, did he get rings? He got any rings? Okay, I didn't think so. <laughs> he got he got an MVP? Defense player of the year? Okay, I didn't think so. I'm just checking. He All got right. two, two MVPs? 
Anyways, anyway. Oh, okay. I, I was just checking. That's all. Moving on to our next. He got, he got a national championship in college. At number thirty-five. Oh, okay, I was just checking. That's at number thirty-five. That's I was just asking. That's all. Rounding out this draft? first part. Rounding out this first part of the. Uh, one picking the draft. Oh my gosh, Siri. That's all I'm asking. I'm just saying, MVP in a rookie year. Did he do that? No, none of that. No, none of that. None of that. None of that. None of those accomplishments. No, none of that. I was. I was just asking because you said he right. wasn't. It was round, first. rounding <laughs> out this first section of our list in the first part of this list. We got 35. Number 35, I have Fred Van Vliet. Freddie with the Tuliets we mentioned. Um I just feel like this is the spot to put Fred at, man. Um, he's been a good player for the Raptors these past couple of seasons. Past few seasons, I should say, since they won the title. Um, he's been a big part of their offense. He's been a big part of the team in general. He's he's the guy. He's good. As Tariq has mentioned, Freddie with the Thule. So I got him at 35. Tariq, who you got at 35? I got one. Shout out to DC. Shout out to St. Louis. Brad Bill. Mm. Um, I think he's an amazing offensive player. He's a great shooter. He's really improved um, his handling um, over the last four or so seasons. Um, but he his his style of play. Um, yeah, his teams just haven't won. So it's hard to, you know, put him above some of these other players. Um, and it's not all his fault because he, he doesn't have a lot of talent around him. But, again, like I said with CJ, like, if he was a better defender, I would feel better about putting him over some of these players. And I just don't. Just because I, I just don't see the, you know, the floor. He's not a floor raiser. Or, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't really make the players around him better. And he doesn't help them. He doesn't really help them on defense either. Like, not to say I'm not gonna say anybody go out there and give you 25, but it's cool to see a dude go out there and give you 27. But if he's giving up 30, what's the point, right? He's averaging negative three points if you look at it that way. Um, and then if he got four assists, he got six turnovers. Like, not to say that he has more turnovers than assists every night, but if you look at it that way, he ends up being a negative, um, not a positive. But he's a great offensive player. He's a great scorer. Um, three, all three levels. Great shooter, great mid-range player, um, great pick-and-roll player. He can do a lot, but there's just some things that he doesn't do that just really sets him back. Yeah, Brad Beal is tough. Uh, I got him a little higher. He's um, – we'll be mentioning our next uh, next episode for sure. Well, my, my list, but, yeah, Brad Beal is good. <laughs> Um, I don't know though. I think he he's gonna definitely need more. Um, if the Wizards want to get it anywhere, but he's a good piece to have if you're trying to get something like have a contender type of team. He's a good piece to have. But that boy don't want to go nowhere, man. He wants to stay in Washington, man. That boy don't want to go nowhere. He loyal to the soil, man. No reason. Me and Brad Build are two realists in the league. Where did that that's Dame Lillard said. Niggas need to team up or something. No, hell no, never mind. 
that's another, I mean, that's one a, of them breaking their loyalty. That's another backcourt that neither of them can defend. Listen, that, just, I, that means one of one of them will be breaking their loyalty. That'd be just Damon. That would just be Damon CJ again. Ain't nobody trying to say that shit again. Yeah. Literally, it would just be Damon CJ again. Yeah. All right, so that rounds out the first part. First of three. Uh, we got some honorable mentions here, guys that just didn't quite make the list, but guys that we definitely threw out there and talked about. Uh, my honorable mentions: uh, Colin Sexton, Sabonis, Jared Allen, Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, Marcus Smart, Jalen Green, O.G. Ananobi, Anthony Simons, Jonas Valanciunas, Desmond Bain, Lonzo, and some others. It's a lot of people that was like top fifty worthy, but just wasn't top fifty. Yeah, um, it was really hard for me to not put R.J. Barrett on the list. I think that low-key might have been my hardest choice not to put. Um, just because I feel like he's a lot better than people think and give him credit for. Um, and he does a lot um, on the court. I mean, he's a, he's a pretty good defender. Um, he really gives effort. Um, um, let's see. He's getting better as a scorer every year. He's getting better as a playmaker. Uh, I think he he could easily be on this 50 list. Um, Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. Andrew, um, I don't have Andrew Wiggins personally, so he could be on this list. Draymond, Clay, I don't have either of them. Malcolm yeah, Brogdon. They could be on this list. Um, OG Ananobi, um, Shingoon. Not yet. I think by this time next year, he'll be – Firmly in top fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Jalen Green originally. I moved him off. Julius Randle had him on originally. Moved him off. Jared Allen, same with him. Brunson, Desmond Bain had them um, on here originally as well. Tobias Harris, um, I feel like could be on the list, but he just hasn't shown enough the last couple of years for me. Um, Balanchunas, I think she could be on this list as well. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Grant, it was hard not to put him on this list, especially since he could be in Portland. I think he'll have a big role. Um, Porzingis, when he's healthy, he's a really, really good player. Um, contrary to what people may tell you, he is a very talented player when he is healthy. Yeah. Um, and Tyler Hero. Um, oh, yeah, Tyler Hero. Boy just got an extension today, which means he must have, you know, gotten better over the summer, which we all expected. Um, this is, like, one of the first summers that he's actually had to been able to have as a pro. Because obviously, you know, we went to the finals in the bubble and we only had a month and a half. Um, it's crazy to be able to do that. Um, until the season started. I think the season ended in October and they started playing Christmas Day. Um, I think it was like 70 days or something like that that they ended up having off. So, you know, you got to have like a month of vacation and then some rest. And then you got to, you know, start ramping up in just 30, you know, 25 days isn't enough time to really um, work on your game and get better. Um, yeah, this is truly the first real NBA season we've had since 2019. I, I might agree with that. You got no COVID restrictions. Nobody's catching COVID. You got That's fair. no pandemic stuff shutting down or nothing like that. And it's starting on time. Like, you know, mid mid to late October is when the NBA season usually starts. I mean, it started around this time that it started around the same time last year, 
Um, but you know, like I said, this is like a full, like true off season. You know, because the finals kind of ran a little later into the into the year last year, and they had a still a short off season last summer as well. Um, they had summer league this season, so the rookies were able to get some development. It was first true off season, first true start to the season since 2020, 2019. But yeah, um, I'm trying to think of somebody else that I had on my honorable mentions. Um, um, I had uh, Wendell Carter Jr. as well. Yeah. Um, I said, uh, I can't remember who I said was my toughest not to put on the list, but I. We talked was, about Reggie Jackson before the show. We did talk about Reggie Jackson. I, I, talked, I had uh, Oh, that's what I was going to say. PJ Washington. I feel like PJ Washington can be a top 50 player by the end of the season. I feel like yeah. he, has a good year. he has a good opportunity to have a big year in, in Charlotte. Um, yeah, with Redacted not being there. Um, I think that'll. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that to me. Um, um, I think you know the the four spot being open really helps him out. Um, and this time it's like because they both played the same position, so it was kind of like he was getting the starters minutes when so when Redacted was injured or you know wasn't playing well, then they would go with PJ. Um. Now this is his chance to really have the four spot and have all of the opportunity that comes with playing with a guy like Lamelo Ball or a guy like Terry Rozier or a guy like Gordon Hayward. Um, so I, I do think he has a big year this year. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. is going to have a really good year. I think by the end of the season, he's a top three player. Uh, he's, uh, 16 and 10 last year. Um, and I'm a big fan of him. So. I really tried to make a case for him to be on this list. I just couldn't move someone off to put him there. Um, he would probably be in my first or second on this list. Like, if there was a 51-52, he's one of those two. All right. Um, well, thank you guys for tuning in on this part of the part one of three in our top 50 special for this year. Going into the 2022-23 NBA season. Um, yeah, next episode will be released in a couple of days. Be on the lookout for that. Till then, Chicago's Bryce Warner signing out. Chicago's Sharif Bell signing out. Appreciate y'all. Peace, love, and positivity.